Keep it real, keep it real, keep it real. This is your host, Winnie Brown, saying somebody had to hear this today. So today, um, before we introduce our guests, um, our subject today is about regaining our strength after IPV, which is intimate partner violence. Um, I want to give a little trigger warning that there may be some things that may be triggering um, for you as the audience and also for our guests. So without further ado, Taisha. Yes, Mooney. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank God we can live, we can laugh, right? <laughs> right, for real. So, you know, I know um, your story, and we have talked a lot. We have a lot in common. And, you know, we have talked a lot about how um, some of the things we went through with our partners when we were married. So I'm going to let you tell your story. This is your platform today. So I met my ex or soon-to-be ex, however long that's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry> to him. <laughs> when I was in university through a sister. Mm-hmm. And everything was good, and then showed all the good sides first. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, then you developed all the other bad sides, all the personality control, just drinking and drinking and not knowing. And then when you tell them, oh, you said this, no, I didn't. And what I didn't realize is throughout his whole family, they're all alcoholics, so I should have gotten a hint. That should have been my red flag, mm -hmm. first off. Mm -hmm. Everybody in your family is an alcoholic, all the males, and at some point they all lost their families or just managed to save their families. But in order to stay, keep their families together, they had to give up the bottle. Mm -hmm. But of course, no, those, those, those love goggles are on. Mm -hmm. And once those love goggles hit, that red flag didn't go, didn't even wonder. Oh, why is everybody an alcoholic in your family? Okay. As the years went on, he started to become physical and emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. Within that time, I've had I had two children. Mm -hmm. So let's forget about the red flags and just waving the white flag and running like I surely should have done. And you know, and that's something that we do too. You know, because we become complacent. After a while, we just become complacent. I, I, I get that part. And, okay, let's get married. Let's have children. And then it makes it worse because as an alcoholic, he wanted all the attention. So as soon as children came, oh, no, I need your attention. It's not happening. I have a baby. Like, I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. Then it got worse and worse and worse and worse. Then it was like, okay, well, you can go. And then it's like, wait, no, I need you. You can go. Mm -hmm. Then it was like more worrying about like, are, are you going to be okay? Are you going to hurt yourself? So then it was like putting his needs first and trying to be like that little doctor and therapist to fix somebody else, mm -hmm. which it just didn't work. Right. He wasn't going to change. Right. It's just what it was. So can I ask you like, you know, <coughs> like how long... Like, for instance, you know, like hearing you say that, I, I, I've been there myself and, you know, I stayed because I really did love my husband. And, you know, I, I watched my dad do stuff to my mother, like beat her up and stuff like that. And, you know, I knew what was happening in my life was wrong, but, you know, you just become complacent. I just, I lost myself. Does that make sense? 
Do you, you lose yourself in the process because you're so you're so worried about protecting them and people not knowing what's going on and you pretend to act normal and mm -hmm. smile when you're in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you're out with people, what they show, it's like they have these, a split personality. Mm -hmm. They're either the nice one when they're out because they don't want anyone to know that there's a whole nother side mm -hmm. that no one will ever see unless it's by accident and mm -hmm. you happen to be in that person's presence. Mm -hmm. So did your kids witness a lot of the abuse or? My kids did witness it. And then he even was to the point where he turned on his own kids did the same thing. So he disregarded the fact that those are his children mm -hmm. and was still willing to put his hand on his children. So that was like, okay, so you have no boundaries whatsoever at mm -hmm. that point. So when you say boundaries, like make 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 us understand what you what mean. What I mean, boundaries are like, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have that that confrontation with me physically, mentally, and verbally, you should have boundaries not to do that to your children. Right, right. But I you know. have no boundaries, so it goes to everybody. Mm -hmm. So it could be a stranger on the street. Mm -hmm. It can be like one time my cousin comes over. Mm -hmm. He lives down the street. His kids are there. We're all about to go tobogganing, take the kids snowboard, take the kids tobogganing down a hill. He comes in and says to me, oh, is that your boyfriend? That's my cousin. We look exactly alike. I'm like, that's my cousin. Are you sure? Like, I wouldn't know who my cousin is. Mm -hmm. And my cousin's like, he does realize we're related. He's like, did he not look at my face and look at yours? And the difference is I'm taller than you. I'm like, mm -hmm. he would have assumed that you were like a boyfriend or somebody I was talking to. Mm -hmm. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. So, and you know, it's it's weird because men men do that a lot, like project the stuff that I always found that what they were doing onto us by saying stuff like that is that your boyfriend or suspecting that you're doing something that they're literally doing like you know so yeah and it was really weird he's like why would you just told him i was your family and i told him who my mother was he said and looking at the two of us you would know that we're related he's how like, did you can i want to ask you something how did you um like stop him from hitting on the kids when you know, I basically my kids room. So where we lived, all the rooms were upstairs, mm -hmm. there's a room downstairs. So he would have his room downstairs where he played video games and me and my kids were upstairs. So I would constantly be awake. Mm -hmm. So my kids were in their rooms. The doors could lock. They would lock their doors. They would go to sleep and I would just stay up. So I would just wait for something to pop off and mm -hmm. they stayed in their rooms and they wouldn't leave their rooms. Like, what was that like living, like, like having to stay awake and waiting for something to pop off? Mentally and... Mentally it was draining, yeah. but it was to protect them. Like yeah. stay in your room, like, okay, don't drink too much water. Mm -hmm. Like drink your water, go use the washroom. Now stay in your room. Mm -hmm. If you had a nightlight, put your nightlight on, read a book, whatever, let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Don't make any noise. So, you know, as far as he knows, like, mm -hmm. you're sleeping, let's right. leave it at that. 
So they understood this is quiet time. There you go. Did any of your friends know what was going on? Did you confide in anybody, you know? No, not really. One of my friends kind of clued in and mm -hmm. she didn't like him at all. He was kind of like, okay, so if you're gonna be on Facebook, you can't talk to this person, you can't talk to that person. Mm -hmm. And he didn't like her very much. She's like, this is not the 1950s, okay? Right. So when So did you... you need to get a grip. Mm -hmm. You go to work, she mm -hmm. goes to work, you need to get a grip and leave it as it is. So when did you get to that point where you just said, okay, en enough is enough? Like So one night we were home, the kids were there. Mm -hmm. And my daughter always was saying, mom, when are we leaving? When are we leaving? When are we leaving? Because she was afraid to go to sleep, but she still would attempt to go to sleep only because I told her it's okay. Mm -hmm. I had everything under control. And it got to the point where it was before Christmas. I had to call the cops on them. Mm -hmm. And then we had the whole year separation. And of course I fell for the, oh, I'm so sorry. We get back together again. Mm -hmm. Starts again. And my daughter's like, <sighs> and she wasn't even five yet. She was like, wow. okay, enough of this. Like, we just need to go. Mm -hmm. Like, she she probably at that point wouldn't have cared if she was in a shelter, in a hotel, wherever he just wasn't what? physically at. Yeah. And then one night we got into it and we were leaving. She said, finally. Mm -hmm. She said, I've been trying to tell you this long. We just need to go. Like, we can't be here. It's mm -hmm. not safe. And then after we completely separated, mm -hmm because we share the same place mm -hmm. and rent it and, and your names, both of your names on the lease. Of course, I gotta tell the landlord, okay? And the landlord said to him, the only reason I let you stay here is because of her. He said, I never liked you. <laughs> he said, there was something about you I didn't like. Mm -hmm. <coughs> he said, what? He's like, no, I never liked you. Mm -hmm. He said, I never liked you and I didn't want to tell you that, but I never liked you, <laughs> ever. So you got to stay and he had to leave. So I could have kept the place. Mm -hmm. I told the landlord now, I, I had to go. I had a nice, nice four bedroom house with a deck and a backyard. I'm like, no, I have to go. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't want you to go, but I, ha I understand that there's gonna be memories and I wouldn't want that. He's like, I'm married, I have kids myself, so I wouldn't really. Did you leave because of the memories or did you leave because it was more for a safety um, issue? Safety and memories also mm -hmm. because regardless of the fact, he would have known where it was. So mm -hmm. like to this day, he doesn't know where I live. Right. His mother's tried to find out multiple times for him. And you're still married. Because he <laughs> has decided to <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where I live. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I just want that last little paper mm -hmm. signed, sealed, delivered, divorce. Okay. Just right. give me that. Then I can celebrate. Right. And you know, um, despite all that you went through, like, you know, look where you're at. You started out working at the hospital. Clean. Yes. And like, talk about that, how you work there and how you so work your way up to where you are that, today. I ended up going to live with my parents. Mm -hmm. 
whoever wants to go back to live with their parents when they're older, right? <laughs> it's like you, your kids have a second parent and you go back to being parenting yeah. and you're older and you're an adult. Oh, oh, I get it. It was horrid. It was like, I was at my mother's house for three years before I actually moved Thank out. God for our parents, though. I was like, I don't want to be here, but it's better than being out on the streets. Right. So me and my kids were basically in a basement. Mm-hmm. And we all had shared one sofa bed. Mm-hmm. All three of us on one sofa bed. Take everything you can. Mm-hmm. There you go. Then have to go pay for storage, store everything until, you know, that final moment when you can say, Mom, I'm leaving, Dad, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, so for three years in there, for three years, I am putting myself, I'm on assistance because I had basically got laid off from the call center I was at. Mm-hmm. So I'm on assistance. I'm volunteering at Good Life Fitness just to get out the house. Because my kids went to school in the city, we were all the way out East Preston. Right. So in that process, I end up putting myself through a dietary aid course mm-hmm. and environmental services. Then I decide once I get in the city, let me try a trade. <laughs> then I became a welder. <laughs> so in this whole process, it was like just the relearning mm-hmm. myself because through those 11 years, like we dated for four and then we got married. Mm-hmm. So... I like lost myself, so I was on this journey and just trying mm-hmm. everything and anything to say, okay, so let me figure out who I am at this mm-hmm. point, where I am. So um, did you get like have resources like victim services or anything like that? Did you involve yourself in that stuff when you... Well, when the case was filed, they go to, you know, I was going to court. Mm-hmm. Their victim services was supposed to help me. But because I didn't have a file number, they didn't help me. So then you do what you do best. So you push through, mm-hmm. being strong for your kids, mm-hmm. making sure they're mentally stable, mm-hmm. not really worry about my mental health at that point. It's just you got to be strong for them and you got to. Push your push push all your shit aside and say here. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure you're good. And that's right. what it came down to. So up till like now, like as I know your kids and stuff, like how are they, like progressing from going through that trauma of of watching that and being you know like, having that with their dad. <coughs> My daughter is more like, you know what? I think I just want to have a career. I didn't want to have kids. Don't want a husband. Like. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. My son, I don't want a girlfriend. They're too much trouble. And he's very aware that he said that they're both aware that they do not want alcohol anywhere around them. Mm-hmm. Because in because he is more prone to become the alcoholic than she is. Mm-hmm. So he pushes away from that and is setting goals to become a plumber. Or a carpenter, so <laughs> he's become very focused, mm-hmm. but it's on doing everything that's not of what his dad was. So right, and you know, a lot of people would say, um, like, why would you stay? Like, how could you take those beatings? Like, how did you do that and be it's, ridiculed? I find and... like you're so desensitized, you become so normal to like the verbal and mental and physical abuse. Yeah. 
that it's kind of like you're just waiting. Yeah. For something to, to happen. happen. Yeah. It's like you're watching your own little movie, but you mm-hmm. don't even know that you're watching your own movie That's real the, the whole time and that, through. Yeah. And then when you think back, you're like, I was just in like one of those ter- a terrible movie, just waiting for something to happen. Did you ever think like that he may hit me the wrong way and he may kill me sometime? Like, you know, no, I that- thought about it. I thought about it. But at that point, it was like, oh, no, they can change. Because you get the, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or the, oh, let me go take you out and get your hair and nails done. You know, mm-hmm. those little things to make up for their behaviors. Right. But it works. But it works. And then I'm like, wait a second. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when we look at it and we say, oh, my God, there's no difference. It's, it's uh after the fact, after we have given them like 50,000 chances, like, you know? It was like way after the fact, I'm like, wow, I was just like sucked in, yeah. didn't even see it. You know, even even for myself, even having kids there and uh, like, you know, even getting, I'm, the kids are right next door, but I, you know, I never ever made noise because I didn't want them to know what was happening in the next room and stuff, you know? And in my head, I'm thinking, wow, like, look <laughs> what I'm going through. Yeah, it's like you're in your own torture, but you're trying to protect your kids from the torture you're going through Mm -hmm. because you're thinking, well, if I'm taking the beatings, then you won't touch them. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work out that way. And, you know, I I got to a... You get to a point, and I think this probably happened with a lot of of women or anybody that's been involved in, you know, partner violence, is that you lose yourself so bad that you... Sometimes, like, some people don't get back. Like, you're a success story. Look where you are today, you know? Like, I lost myself long enough that I had to go do the researching. The researching was just, oh, agonizing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? I have to, like, relearn myself again? People like, oh, you changed. And, like, I've never, I didn't really think about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm relearning myself again. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. But, like, remember when you remember? I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. And I just didn't remember. They're like, okay, we need to get back that person, not who I'm looking at mm-hmm. right now. And did you go to the hospital a lot? Like, did he... No, did he... I only went to the hospital once. But, I mean, he comes with food and, you know, the sucking up moment. Did it seem like the hospital suspected? Did didn't you... suspect anything. Like, it was like he knew exactly how to put on that caring mm-hmm. little look, you know. I mean, it came times mm-hmm. when, you know, I would defend myself, you mm-hmm. know, give a black eye, you know, bloody lip. He goes to work. He's trying to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I walked in a door. I got in a fight. Like, he would never be willing to admit. A, a woman just beat me mm-hmm. up, okay? And you know something? That's so funny, you know, because we all, when we, when we be talking about this, and we're always the woman that's always got to go in to explain where we get the bloody lip and, and yeah. the black eye. You know what I mean? When did you get the power to say, oh, no, I'm going to break you up? I just had this breaking moment. It was just, he started, I'm like, I'm like, come at me, come at me. <laughs> I'm like, just come. I'm ready right now. Just come at me. I have my fist right on the side. So oh, you're too funny. He's thinking like, oh, she's scared right now. Yeah. And then... I just punch him in his lip, punch him in his eye, he goes to work. 
And you know what? It's it's funny because I'm laughing because, um, woohoo! That's a, you know that that's an uppie for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you're get to when you're there at that place of um, complacency where you know that you can't do anything. Like for instance, I read the book Not with Billy, and and it was about a woman here that suffered physical sexual abuse by the hands of of her husband. And Jane Stafford is dead now. But um, the stuff that she went through, the psychological and the deep mental anguish that, that she suffered that caused her to, years later, to become a klepto. That's what she used to do, go around and steal. Go to go mm -hmm. just to steal to get wow. caught. Because that was the <coughs> attention that she was looking for. And, you know, even, even for myself, like, I, I'm, like I'm, I'm over that, what they did to me. Like, you know, yeah. with my husband and, and stuff, like, I, I am. I wear scars on my face. I got yeah. knife marks in my legs, you know, from being stabbed with knives. But I am. I'm over that. I literally forgive those people for doing that to me. Well, you know? I, like, I've come to realize. Mm -hmm. I realized where his issues all stem from. Mm -hmm. When he was younger, when he was born, his mother disabandoned him. Mm -hmm. And then her mother raises, raised him. Mm -hmm. Then at the age of seven... The grandmother, take your kid. I've done bottle feeding. I've done all the stuff that you should mm -hmm. have done, and I let you live your free life. Mm -hmm. By then, she's remarried mm -hmm. with a new man, helping him raise his kids, has some kids, and then throwing a seven-year-old who doesn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Then her new husband adopts him, and then she basically gave everything. If he decided to wreck a car, she just buy a new car, let him buy a new car. To make up for To make the up loss for all her. of her instead of dealing with the issue that maybe when I abandoned you, I might have caused you some issues. She just gave him everything. Mm -hmm. Go at Christmas, spend about $700 or $800 on Christmas gifts. Mm -hmm. Not even understanding or having that whole communication mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry. To this day, it still doesn't happen. Like, they've never had that conversation mm -hmm. whatsoever. So can I ask you, do, does his family still deal with you and your kids? His mother doesn't like me. She blames me for his drinking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yet, her brothers are all alcoholics. But, you know, <laughs> I'm the reason. When I came into his life, I'm the reason he started drinking. It's my fault. <laughs> That he's an alcoholic, okay? It's my fault. <laughs> right. It's my fault his life fell apart mm -hmm. like it did. And I don't, I'm like, how is it my fault? Mm -hmm. It started with you. And I said to her, you realize the first relationship he was going to have with a female was you. Mm -hmm. You abandoned him. Mm -hmm. So how is he going to know how to relate to women in a positive way when he got anger towards you? Because mm -hmm. those women are only going to get what he couldn't, couldn't say get. to you. Exactly. And that is so true. And she said no. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. The way he treated me is how he would have treated you if you had actually got down to those deep emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. And right now, he has a girlfriend. I have no idea what her... If she's safe. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> I'm like, you know, I can only pray and wish the best for her and mm -hmm. hope that they've been together for four years. So I'm sure 
Hoping that he's changed. Hoping that he's changed. I mean, the word is hope. Mm -hmm. I mean. Do you think men like that can change? Like, do you think? For him, I don't, I don't feel that he can change in that sense until him and his mother deal with their internal issues. Till she deals with her mm -hmm. guilt towards him mm -hmm. and apologizes and they go into that deep, like how you made mm -hmm. me feel when you mm -hmm. abandoned me. And then when I got there, you just gave me everything. Mm -hmm. So she's more or less, so she's very big on buying with money, mm -hmm. not dealing with emotions. Mm -hmm. And she'll do that to my kids. I tell my kids, no, no. Like, <laughs> To be honest, if my son said, I want to play the news PlayStation, she would buy it. Mm -hmm. Because she knows it'll make him happy. Right. So then she's not dealing with the emotions that her son, their father caused them. Right. She would fix it with a materialistic a item first before she mm -hmm. fixed, like, well, let's have a conversation. What about the grandfather? Does he deal with the kids and stuff? Their his their grandfather his birth dad lives in Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. He talks to them all the time. Mm -hmm. But he, but in the conversations I've always had with him, he said, "What you're dealing with, I dealt with when I was 16. She found out she was pregnant. He says I was willing to give up my life. My family was willing to take care of him. I went to school, everything. Mm -hmm. But she said, no, don't allow him.'" So they trusted what she said. And their grandfather is a counselor on the Aboriginal Reserves for alcohol and drugs. Really? He works in the gold mine. So it wasn't that he wouldn't have been able to change that whole aspect. Right. But she wasn't willing to give him that. So I'm dealing with the same thing he dealt with. She's not very fond of me, so. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the way we communicate is through a card in the mail. Yeah. There's no conversations. But his his, his stepdad mm -hmm. doesn't like him very much. Right. So um, moving past all that and to where you are, are today, like, Thinking about other women who have been caught up in, um, you know, physical, mental, financial abuse, you know, how we have different organizations, for instance, let's say um, shelter movers that help people that are trying to flee from their abusive situation. And that organization comes in and helps by... Um, packing up your stuff and, and putting it into storage for you. So that takes the stress off of you while you're doing that. Did you have to get to that place in, in no, your life? No, I just basically let my landlord. How did you leave him like that? Was he home? No, I knew when he wasn't home, when he was home, because I knew his schedule. I knew people that worked with him, so mm -hmm. I can make a quick call or text. Mm -hmm. Knew his schedule and packed stuff up. There you go. By the time the final day ended, I had already gone. I've cleaned the place out. I had everything ready to go in a truck. Then he had to come back and get his. Mm -hmm. The day he had to come back and get his, well, that was him trying to fight my landlord. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you this. Were you 
like ever afraid to leave because of the unknown, like how am I gonna survive? Like where am I gonna go? Like Yes, because at that point I was at a call center, I got laid off, I'm on EI, then I'm like, okay. EI's <laughs> only so long, what I'm gonna do here? I need some money. I need to make some money. Like oh, I've got funny. these two kids, okay. Yeah. Wait, do I wanna go in assistance? Mm -hmm. No, I don't wanna go in assistance. Let me see mm -hmm. how long this goes. And I'm like, okay, this is not working. I'm like, okay, I'm like, maybe I'll just stay for a little bit, you know, till I get on my feet. And I'm like, yeah, I was about to get off. And I'm like, then when it finally ended, I'm like, okay, I'm just going on assistance. I said, mm -hmm. I don't want to, but mm -hmm. this is what it's gonna come down to. Mm -hmm. I was on assistance, while well, I was on assistance, my worker's kind of like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I did a part-time job. I did this, I did that. She's like, I said, oh, I'm in a program. Mm -hmm. So I finished this course and then I ended up working at Dalhousie mm -hmm. right after and I didn't even get to finish the course because I was like hired or rated at Dalhousie okay. because they didn't do placement. So they hired me. As soon as I got my first check, the systems cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me the medical at least, you know, the prime care. The five dollar oh. prescription, but then they oh, cut you're me too off. Funny. Yeah. Cut me off. Oh, they said, see funny. you later. You're making too much money now. Mm -hmm. She's like, You really told me you weren't being honest that long. I said, No. And that's good because no, I, I that's one thing I noticed about you, like, you know, when it comes to like when you want something, like you'll push, you'll do whatever you have to do to to kind of make that happen. I noticed that about you. Like, you, people may look at you, you know, and say, you know, oh, Taisha, or whatever, you know. It's so funny. I always say, I always say this. Every time I met you, I thought that you were from Africa. But <laughs> <laughs> Ancestry, that's about it. Ancestry, that's about it. Oh, don't kill me. But no, it was just, yeah, until. But I'm glad, no, I'm, ha I'm happy that you are where you are today, though. I know it's not easy to... You know, go through that, especially having kids. Yeah, I've been there myself, like, you know, and even without the children and being stuck in that mindset, knowing and feeling like, you know, there's days I just wanted to die, you know? Oh, yeah. And I can honestly say, even when my children were younger, I committed suicide twice. It just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's a reason I got to be here. Thank God. I'm trying, I'm, I was trying to take myself out. But it was like, nope, nope. But at that point in time, I was still going to church every Sunday, looking like that happy little couple. There's your children. I'm like, and you didn't have nobody to talk to that you get to the point that you commit suicide. No, it was like, okay, look, I'm done. Cans, I don't want. Were you embarrassed? Was it because you was embarrassed or? No, where I lived at that point, I didn't even live in this province. Mm -hmm. I lived in a whole different province. Mm -hmm. I had enough people. I was just done. Mm -hmm. I was just done. It was just to the point where you go through it, then you start going through the depression, you get yeah. the anxiety, the anxiety turns to depression, mm -hmm. and then either the anxiety takes over or the depression takes over. Right. Or the two just combine, and then, you, mm -hmm. then one's fighting against. Which one is she going to do? Is she going to be depressed and lay in bed all day? Mm -hmm. Or is she just going to be up and anxious like 24-7? Mm-hmm. And you either, you can choose one or the other, or you just take one. Mm -hmm. When one doesn't work, when when it gets to the point where the suicide doesn't work, then you just take the anxiety. Because mm -hmm. at that point, that's all you choose. 
So when you went when you went home, did like did you tell your parents what was going on? Like No, I I had the letter written, so if anything happened, I would have sent the letter off. What what do you mean when you say you wrote a letter? Like I wrote a letter like if anything happens, this is what it was. I I had already written a will because I went through a school and course and a uh, course at school and I had already had a written will of where my children would go this and that. Like what? I was so prepared like it was beyond prepared. So what you really thought this guy was going to kill you? Exactly. I had a will prepared. All I had to do was go go to a lawyer, get them to notarize it. There you go. Done. That will was signed, sealed, delivered. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, like it was set. Mm -hmm. It's crazy when, um, it was when, like planning before anything were happening. I already had it planned. Mm -hmm. This is where my kids are gonna go. All of it. If I have monies left for pension, this and that, what my kids were gonna get, all of it. Mm -hmm. Like, that was all planned out. He had no idea that this was all planned out, that, like, I had everything. And this is something that, that you know, it's called uh, survivor mode, flight mode. When... Fight or flight. I was yeah. like, look, yeah, right. something's That's... gonna happen. I'm, I'm gonna fight you mm -hmm. if something happens. My kids, I already got situated for my children. What are you gonna do? And you know, I, I and that's one thing I feel so bad when, I, I mean, I don't like it when a woman is being abused, but you know, honestly, when, when kids are involved and, you know, and then you have to go through the years of trying to overcome the trauma of, you know, what the child saw and what you went through your own self, you know, but I'm proud. My children deal with trauma differently. They don't like yelling. Mm -hmm. If someone around them is intoxicated to the point that they feel uncomfortable, they remove themselves. Because for them, that's not a comfortable mm -hmm. position mm -hmm. for them to be in. Mm -hmm. They have anger. Mm -hmm. So they learn anger management, dealing with that. Just trying to get... You mean now they go to anger management? Yeah. Okay. Because they are not expressive. Okay, that's true. They've gotten children that see it. They internalize everything. Exactly. So it's like you have emotions mm -hmm. and they have non-emotions. Mm -hmm. So they compartmentalize everything. So the emotions that they feel at that moment towards that person, mm -hmm. they compartmentalize and they're really nice to that person mm -hmm. versus what they really want to yeah. say when they want to say it. So they bottle up all of that, then at some point it's gonna come out. Mm -hmm. And you never know how that's gonna go. That could be in a violent way of hurting somebody mm -hmm. because they triggered you by saying one word, by doing one thing. Do you worry about stuff like that? Like, you know, that your kids are gonna be triggered by, you know, a word or something that somebody does, you know? I've worked on that with them. I have my own trigger words too, so. Mm -hmm. We know how to trigger each other and we want to trigger each other. <laughs> but we choose not to. <laughs> oh, you're too funny. So we know how to trigger each other, like what's going to get mm -hmm. that person going, but we choose not to do that. Right. 
But do you worry about like outside people like, you know, like myself, for instance, like, you know how I am, you know, and I'm just uh, right out there. <laughs> but no, just say almost like, anything. Like, do you be like, you know, thinking like, you know, my about children, they have coping mechanisms okay. now that they mm -hmm. they both have counselors. So they have coping mechanisms on how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So they just don't go automatically to the let me punch in your face. Yeah. They know when to walk away. Right. But that took them time to get to the, okay, let me tell you about yourself for a minute, and then I'm going right. to walk away. Cause... So I want to say this, because I didn't bring this up. I know, but are you in another relationship since all that has happened with your husband? and? Yes, but it's different because I, I'm at that state where after I left five years by yourself, mm -hmm. and then you introduce someone in, and then you're like, what do I do with this person? Like, <laughs> honestly, like, what do I do with this person? Like, I'm used to being like me and my children, okay? Yeah. Now I gotta introduce you in and make you feel important. Mm -hmm. Really? Oh, you're not very like emotional. But how is that? No, it's, but you it's, guys get it's, along good. It's, it's weird because it's kind of like, I'm like, you just have to accept I'm not the most like, touchy-feely person, like, it is what it is. And you know what? That, that, like, I, I have to laugh because it, it's so It true. is what it is. I'm like, I can't be touchy-feely. I don't know. I'm like, the, no, the team, no, I can't do that. No, sorry. Like, But you know what? Your boyfriend is cool, though, because being around you guys for the period of time that, that I've been around you for, for those months, and, you know, and just watching you guys, like, it's okay because you guys, you, he gets it. You know uh, what I mean? I, I, like I explained that first off. I he... am not that 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 one. Oh, can I have a hug? No, <laughs> no, this is not me. Okay. Hey, and I. Get I don't it. want you around me twenty four seven because you'll get on my nerves, and then I'll tell you where to go and how to get there. <laughs> so I was very straight up. This is what you get. I'm like, if you can't deal, you have to go. But I'm okay being by myself, so don't worry mm -hmm. about it. And I'm at that place too. I'm like, you know, I'm used to being by myself, you know. But uh, I, I get it. It takes a while for you to get back into. Like he's it. like trust. I, I trust you. I'm like, yeah. And that's one thing about you guys. Like he lets you go away for like, you, you know, because most black guys be like weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> no joke. But like he lets you go. He don't question nothing. No, and I'm just like, point, wow. Like, like, where are you guys at? We agree on this. We cannot be around each other 24-7 mm -hmm. or it's going to be an argument. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, you you go visit your family. Look, go. Have a I great like time. that about you guys. Have a great time. That you guys do that, didn't you? You know, just I'll just call, say goodnight, leave it at that. Mm -hmm. You got the whole day with them. I don't have to be, I'm not calling you every five seconds mm -hmm. to see where you're at, no. Yeah, I like that Let's about you Let's leave it like that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the moment you want to know where I'm at every five seconds, we have issues. <laughs> but you know what? That that That's cool too, because I, I get it. When you um, come through all that and you just get to that place where you just like, that's just it. Because I'm, I'm there too. I'm just, that's just it. So I'm like it is what it is at this point, okay? It, that that's all. So like, I'm gonna be straightforward. I'm gonna tell you how it is. You don't <laughs> like it, okay? I like that. You no, gotta, I like that about you too. You got you just gotta eat it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go with the flow because I'm not changing my flow. So kind of like winding this down, like um, 
what would you kind of say to somebody that may be going through, you know, with someone, you know, any type of partner and, uh, you know, and there's children involved, you know, not everybody want to be getting involved with the police and all that. Like, mm. you know, what is the most safest way for that person to try to, you know, to be able to separate from, you know, the abuser? Well, how would you, what would you say? I would say if I could go back in time, mm -hmm. <laughs> what I seriously would have done was in the process of why I was working mm -hmm. and going through all the, the trauma mm -hmm. and the violence, what I would have done is I would have basically had my own money Put away. set aside that they that they, that he didn't know about, mm -hmm. already have storage, slowly move boxes out, like mm -hmm. have family members come. Oh, we're just cleaning out. I need to clear up the space and store boxes right. at their house and leave it and limit it to who I actually let know. Right, exactly. Worked For on getting a place mm -hmm. and then just exit it. And, and as I exit it, make sure I have my restraining order already <laughs> set to go. You can be served at work and I'm already gone. And that is the most safest way. I, I'm laughing at the way that, that you said it. And you know what? It's so funny how even after all this time and after all that you've been through, you can still sit and laugh. I can laugh about you it. You know? <laughs> yeah. At that moment, you're just kind of like, you're an actor. Mm -hmm. You're just an actor in- Surviving. You're an actor surviving. Yeah. And your kids are like the audience, mm -hmm. waiting to see what you're going to do. And, um, and children going through what your kids went through and many children, even for my, for myself, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that you took the initiative, even though your children are teenagers and getting them help and stuff because mental health, especially in black youth is declining. So, and suicide rates are high with, within the black um, community and with our black youth. So, no, it is, yes. yeah, so no, that part, I'm, I'm really glad because it took me until I was about 45 years old to start even when admitting that I needed to, to talk to someone. It comes down to the old saying, what happens is I'll stay in this house. Right. We're not beyond that yet. Exactly. We still believe it even though we're older. Yeah. Or it, children should be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. See, we still believe that, but we don't want to admit <laughs> right. that we still probably practice that to some degree. Mm -hmm. And until we get beyond what happens is I'll stay in this house, mm -hmm. there's probably more and more and more going on that nobody knows about. Exactly. Exactly. But we need to stop allowing it and believing it. We have to even stop saying it to your children, True. to your grandchildren, other people. Mm -hmm. Because as long as we continue, and going along hand in hand with that, when you're a child that is in a home that's abusive, children should be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. You're just going to comply with whoever's hurting you. Right. Because you're not supposed to be seen. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be heard. Mm -hmm. So you're only obeying exactly what was said. Exactly. Exactly. And whoever else is there allowing it to happen to you is only obeying it because what happens in this house stays in this house. So we start combining those two together. So how can children be protected? Mm -hmm. And how can the person being abused be protected who's trying to reject their child from not being abused? And you know what? Oh, my God. Think about everybody during, the co during COVID. You're, you're locked in. You're locked in. It's like there's work violence where now mm -hmm. you can actually go to work 
be going through it, they come on your job site and you can lose your job just because they walk on the job site. So now job sites have it where you have to tell them if you're going through court, they have to have restraining order, you have one, your own. Your work has their own restraining order. Security cannot allow them on the property. Oh, it, like where you work at? Anywhere now. Oh, really? Yes, this is, you have <clears throat> to let, make them aware. If you are going through any of this in the process. Oh, really? Because if you let them know ahead, they will not fire you if they know this is what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And then they have it in place where they'll have private companies that you get your counseling mm -hmm. and they'll help you in the process get out. Mm -hmm. So that means your, your spouse cannot come on the property as soon as they are, they are arrested. Right. So, but this is a company with their own restraining order against your your spouse mm -hmm. because they have to worry about the protection of all the other, your coworkers, mm -hmm. you, <laughs> and just everybody in general. Exactly. And now this is normal that companies have to be aware. Okay. But I if do. you don't make them aware, <laughs> they can say I'm firing you. Well, you unlock you you fire them. You wrongfully fired them. Well, why didn't they tell us that they were in domestic abuse? Mm -hmm. They realize, some people are ashamed. Some, you know, it, you they're know. like, even if they could have said it to a somebody else and somebody came to I, us. I got what you're saying. And yeah. they could have been in that room with the one they confided mm -hmm. in. They're like, companies like, we would rather know so we can help you get out. Mm -hmm. There are ways we can find you housing. You don't need to be in a shelter if you're there. Mm -hmm. Let us do what we can do. Let us give you that counseling help. Like, if we can sit there and do that, that means we keep you employed. You still have a pension. <laughs> right. And then you're not stuck in that spot where you can't leave them mm -hmm. because I just laid you off or fired you. Mm -hmm. You're waiting on EI. You know your EI is only so long. Then your your mind is spinning. What do I do next? And what do I do? And what do I do? And, you know, something that is so, um, so much because you have the barriers of not knowing where you're going to go, not being financially stable. Um, you know, and then you got to think about, you don't even think about your mental health. You know, you're just thinking you're about just surviving about so you're not homeless. That, exactly. That's your goal. Exactly. I cannot be homeless. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what am I going to do not to be homeless? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. There's many times I had to put my tail between my legs and go back to, you know, to my parents' house, which I knew was the safest place for, well, for me anyway, and the children, you know, and, uh. And thank God, for, thank God for our parents, straight up. You know, it's not like your parents are like, you left me, now you're coming back. Yeah. You know, this is their it's thought so process. so shameful. But then it's like, then they try to talk to you, you're like, I don't want to talk to you. I know, like, because can it's you so explain? shameful. No, 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 I don't want to explain. Like, okay. just, just let me go and mm -hmm. sit here. Let me, the first part is just like crying and crying, and then you, your tears are just done. When, yeah. you get, when you're out of tears, <laughs> You're like, I'm good now. Call me, call. Well, anyways, I want to thank you for coming on here today and sharing your story with us. I know it's not easy being transparent and, you know, and talking and talking to a bunch of strangers, but I appreciate you coming on and doing this. And for everybody that's out there listening, um, there is resources for women who are going through domestic violence. Um, also, even through my own organization, Empowerment for Hope, I do have wraparound support through mental health um, that will um, support those that are involved in domestic violence. And you can find 
me on all social medias at Empowerment for Hope. The website is at www.empowermentforhope.ca. And again, Taisha, thank you very much. Keep it real, girl. And this is Wendelin saying God bless you, whether it's at home, work, or play. And this is not goodbye. This is so long. Until next time, God bless you. Mm -hmm.